0: I think it's just um, don't halt sort of thing. Do it. Be a doer. Just do it. Don't don't overthink or even get in the point where you can actually get to the point to overthink it because the moment you do that, you're just self-destruct. Um, probably because you probably do have the resources, but the more you actually start building your company, um, you'll have to obviously be more selective on the sort of people you want to be going for. I don't know. So, I don't know what
1: resources you think I have.
0: But. <laughs> <laughs> well, I um, Morning. Yo, man, hey, yeah, you there? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I who wants to be smashed? Um, <laughs> what did you say? How are you, man? Said <laughs> <laughs> who so, so wants to be smashed? Anyway,
1: I want to be smashed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, How are you, all man? Right. Yeah, good man. How are you?
1: Good. Um, uh, I'm. I'm just checking if this is recording. It says it's recording, but do you you know if it's recording the audio or not? I haven't, I've never really used Zoom.
0: Uh, It should be recording. You can hear me. Yeah, I got you, man. I got you. Um, So have you got your LinkedIn up?
1: Uh, Yes. Let me just uh, get that up.
0: Let me just log in first.
1: Sorry if I'm a bit sniffly. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. i don't have corona, corona.
0: <laughs> it's all right man i was sniffing this morning it's freaking cold it's like um, yeah, it's my hands freezing, i went man. for a walk like it's yeah, pretty
1: my hands like blue <laughs> all right what's been right. happening man
0: um how much man really productive i've been getting up at like seven o'clock i mean making my clock um, like getting up earlier half an hour, every single day earlier. Really? So now I've got it down to seven o'clock cause I just get so much more done. And I've just got so much more energy.
1: What's, what's, what's your goal? Like, why are you waking up early?
0: Oh, uh, well, I'm working out more, nice. um, working out, um, sort of walking, um, play more music as well, yep. which is really good. Um, and I, am just waiting on my course stuff to like, yep. um, Sort of just, um, I've got my password and stuff, but I think they've got like an overload of like mm. people coming through mm. um, because everyone's sort of changing career to community services. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's going to um, take a while, huh? Yeah. Look. So I've got my stuff, but it's like I can't really start. Well, I can start, but it just like there's just problems at the moment with it. Mm. What's, so, what's the
1: actual title of it?
0: Uh, so like, I'm just doing i I'm just doing a set four at the moment yep. because I'll give you set four and community services. Yeah. Um, it's so all online. You can do placement as well, but it's really good because it gives me a starting point. And then you know, after that, you can do further learning. Mm, mm, mm. Um, and then I can decide what I want to do because like, I don't want to do the advanced diploma and like go into stuff I don't want to do because I want to look yep. into like cancel stuff. Mm. Um, not like politics, but like cancel stuff, like with community services and sort of like creating new programs and stuff.
1: Because mm. you've, so, you've already done all the stuff that you, you didn't want to do before this. (laughs)
0: Exactly. Yeah. Um, Yeah, man. How
1: are you, bro? Uh, Yeah, I'm right. Yeah, I just found out that my interview has been pushed back, so whatever.
0: Yeah, right. How do you feel
1: about that? Yeah, well, it was meant to be tomorrow. What is it today? Tuesday. It was meant to be tomorrow, Wednesday at like 2 Um, p.m. So initially, I was supposed to go into the office in the city and just have a second interview with them. And then they said, okay, now we have to make it to Zoom after." second lockdown came in and now you know dan andrews has announced all this new stuff (laughs) Um, rest in peace yeah that's it so i think financial services you can't you you actually have to stay home and work from home if you can so that's why they're like we have to just postpone it till next week um but the lady was saying like yeah no you know they are still keen um but then starting date was meant to be 24th of august now it's like september Mm. october so Fuck my life!
0: <laughs> hey man, let's we'll see what happens, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, um, cool. Well, I just want to—I don't actually have a mouse on me, so I'm just using the. Oh yeah, me neither. Script. That's fine. That's fine. Um, but uh, um, do you know how to screen share? Oh, screen we share. Yeah, right, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, before oh, we start, poster, so. yeah. Before we start, yeah.
1: Before we start, can you mm. tell me about your background? Just because I'm recording this mm. for like a little. Oh
0: yeah, yes, yeah, sure. So. Um, I've worked in the insurance industry for eight years, not no longer
1: (laughs) straight out of of high school. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I jumped into sales at 18. So, um, I worked in home contents insurance and Mm. car. Mm. Um, so like the, the starting level with no prior experience. Um, I also worked, that was for about, maybe about, uh, two years. And then I moved into special vehicles. Yep. So I used to, was doing sales customer service. So then I had my own book of business, which is for brokers, classic cars. Mm. Um, so in my time in sales, I think I won, uh, this is on a humble rag. No, you have <laughs> uh, to do it, man. But, but no, I won about 18, 18 salesman of the month awards.
1: That's incredible. Uh, which man.
0: means that you're the highest achiever in your whole, whole team. That's incredible. Um, so yeah, so it was, um, and that was based off, um, inbound calls and outbound calls. So like, mm-hmm. you have a conversion rate. And what would happen is to make target, you'd have to have 40% conversion rate for the day. Now, 40% wow. means what? Four out of 10 calls you have to sell. Mm. And you have to That's sell on the good. call. That's pretty good, um, man. So I think my best month in December of like 2000, I don't know when I was 14 or 15, I think I got to about 98% on conversion. <sighs> and and the mindset, and then it was physically exhausting because the mindset was if I like, once you to get there, you really had to, um, I guess if you didn't sell it on one call, you have to sell two or the next. That was wow. my mentality. And like, it was, it was honestly probably at the hardest, uh, and like the hardest of, well, I've actually mm. worked, uh, <laughs> uh, in sales. So that was, um, that was that, um, that was really quite good. That's what actually made me love sales. So I, I think sales is fascinating because I said, I think I was speaking to you before, yeah. um, you can be, you can do anything with it. You can make it your own. You have, mm. everyone has their own style of selling. You can and, make it mine. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking didn't. Um, excuse me. I'm not allowed to swear. Uh, no, but can, yes. So. Uh, okay. Yeah. No, so, um, yes, yes, I made it mine. Wow. Um, yeah. But no, the thing is like you could make your own sales. And the the thing is I didn't, I'd never sold dodgy. Like I'd never lied mm. or anything. Mm. All you would do was literally just put trust like just make them trust you and build mm. a more. that is like and, they, and like even if you didn't sell on that call they'll call you back wow they'll call you back and go ahead with it because they felt trusted to go with you of what you're selling and plus on top of that if you sell a product that you believe in that you can sell to anyone like mm. that's all you need if you they can sense they can smell it like mm. people can t- tell if you're not authentic with what you're selling Wow. if you don't believe in it they can they can sense it on the phone
1: because that's the thing, like you know, people aren't stupid.
0: They're not at all, mate. And if you if you think people are fools, mm. uh, especially in sales, then you're you're stuffed.
1: Yeah, that's that's great, man.
0: Um, yeah,
1: thanks, I'm, man. I, I remember you saying you were like back in the day, you were trying to apply for all these other jobs, and you know you'd kind of just bring all your. Um, sales
0: of them. <laughs> yeah. Oh mate, it was so funny I was still doing it until like my last job I'm like oh do, would you like to see these and I'm like boom just chucked him. like the whole table was just full salesman of like, the month and then like some of the people just didn't like some of them laughed like yeah, some so of the people we were interviewing were laughing but they're like this is great and I was like yeah and they're like um, I, was, I, I guess I had a lot of pride um, but of yeah put it on the table and That's then great. a lot of them would be like yeah well done and I'm like, would you like to see the sales certificates? <laughs> I'm like, Would just, you like to see them? <laughs> just pushing it more. Yeah, yeah, I would. I would. I'm like, would you like to see them? i like, i wait till I get to that section because what I do in interviews, I'd split up my experiences. So I'd talk about like business development mm. in one, which sales, and then I'd talk about networking yeah. and my uh, industry experience of like knowing people. Mm. Um, and then I would refer back to... Um, what i think when i did outside not outside of work but like i brought it up in three different sections when i go for interviews mm. and um it was generally quite good but um yeah so i went into that then i went to insurance broking so I had like um i did have a my own portfolio of clients um and that was like what was it like trying to think maybe on maybe about hundred and fifty two hundred thousand worth of income. Jeez. And now that income is based off um uh, gross gross uh gross uh income right, yeah, I just which means gross, yeah. commission. Like commission, yeah. but you get like a percentage of it. So that's your um that's your so it's not hundred and fifty thousand. It means like you sell one policy and you actually only get a ten percent cut.
1: Mm.
0: So it's like you have to make it up. So um yeah no it was like that was that and then I decided to go to my last company which is And that was a global and I had my account of construction portfolio clients and I'd have clients up to about 60 to 70 mil turnover. Jesus! And that's when I started to do like prospecting and business development. Yeah. um, Which is what we're talking uh, about today. Yeah, that's what we are. So, um, and I had like a, I had a mentor for quite a bit there, which was really good. Unfortunately, he left to go to another company, but Mm. we still, he still gives me advice there no. and then because the thing about, I think mean, I mentioned to you the other day, Brandon, the thing with business development is um, <laughs> it's like the number one thing people dread is outbound calls. And mm. like, it's like public speaking is like the biggest fear people. I think it was like people preferred to like prefer death over. <sighs> yeah. Um,
1: like cold, public cold, speaking. cold. Yeah. 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 Cold yeah. Calling yeah. And Man, like,
0: it is yeah. like the heart, cause it's, it's rejection, it's rejection, right? rejection. That's right. The fear of yeah. rejection. That's it. That's exactly right. So, um, it 's got that, and um uh, I think um yeah I think uh it really if you can do business management a uh, uh, bit like a business development mm-hmm. or anything like a sales you 're like well ahead of like ninety nine percent of the people out there because you have to be proactive mm-hmm. you can 't live in a reactive world, especially when it That's comes it. to sales they don 't fall on your lap you can 't wait for warm leads it doesn 't work like that, That's so right. Uh, yeah, it, it sort of takes a special someone to do that. And if you do have the confidence, so you don't care about rejection, then man, that was your answer. Yeah, but so, then how, how, like for someone
1: starting out, how do they get over that? Like you know, if you're a rejection, is, do you just have uh, to do it? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah man. Uh, I was calling up clients with no. I remember I was calling up construction companies with no experience. Like I was when it came to knowledge, because obviously knowledge is the most important part in selling power. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it is man. Um, And what would happen is I'd be calling them and I wouldn't, I actually started in a hard spot when there was no process implemented, like there was no sales team. Hmm. No one wanted to do it. So I had no process of knowing how to sell or even cold call someone. So I jumped into it with no prior experience or even any knowledge of how to do it. And I'd be calling at companies. I'd be trying to wing it. I'd be like winging it, calling up random companies and like trying to make it to through like speak with the CEO, even though I had like the basic knowledge. That's uh... and um, <laughs> it was terrifying, man. Like it, honestly, so terrifying. But um, I guess uh, at the end of the day, um, I get, it really builds your confidence because you mm. know that if you can get through to a CEO and get an appointment with not even knowing <laughs> what you're talking about, then you're it, it must doing be pretty great. easy. <laughs> Oh you're doing great, yeah. <laughs> oh you're doing great. And you'll find that majority of these people will talk you or will con- like even call you back, which mm. is the crazy thing because insane. um I remember um looking up like the statistics and stuff and the number one way of like sales is is literally outbound calls. Mm. Like it emails don't do shit or yeah. like um, and you can't rely. So, to rely on other, like, other ways. Um, so, you've been calling through to people and the CEOs would still be calling back even though insurance is like one of the most boring things in yeah. the world. Mm-hmm. And, and like people, it's like insurance is like the thing like, you know, people like, oh, I don't want to talk about that. Like it's just that sort of thing. I'm, I, 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 you know what I mean? It's that sort of thing that no one likes talking about.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And talk getting someone to call you back, even when you're just talking about insurance, even though they have no connection to you, uh, is proof in the pudding that it does
1: that, work. that's that's a hard thing to, to wrap your head around, man. Like, yeah, definitely. Like, what you're saying, it's such a boring concept, but then
0: it is to get How do
1: you make it co- fun, right? Yeah, but so then you pretty much, like you said, you're building trust and you're building a relationship, yeah, on the phone. Like, because you were saying the other day that you, you don't actually come to it from like a sales point of view, you come to it as like you know, you just
0: you're an advisor, man. You're an advisor, you're not a salesman, you're an advisor. You want to help, so me if out. you have. Yeah, exactly right. So you got the mindset and it helps you out as well because especially if you're that sort of person, it's like, Oh, I don't want to be like a salesman. You, if you see perceive yourself as someone who's just trying to help someone and you're actually trying to find a, a better deal for them or better cover or whatever it might be, but like you can go in, you come in a lot more confident and you'll think you'll be more genuine with, you'll be more genuine with what you're saying. Um, and, um, I think that's the sort of thing insurance. Everyone has to have it. Mm. It's that sort of thing. Um, Everyone, you can't live without it. It's just not. It's a in Australia. It's just not possible. If your business burns down, like you're out, you're done. That's it. That's Insur- it. Insurance, that's is the only thing that's stopping you from your business. Like, will stop, will help you if your business goes out. Yeah, uh, yeah. For everything, like for instance, today I was actually um, today the construction industry. Um, I noticed, and I was like, thank God I'm not working because what <laughs> what happened is um, all these. Uh, they've cut obviously the cut the limit of people at the business at the construction sites, yep, which yep. means that there's going to be a delay in works. Now in our, in the insurance industry, there's a cover called delaying startup, which means that if a, a, a project obviously is delayed for one any, any reason um, they start losing money. It covers that gap. Mm. Um, however, in this situation, pandemics are not covered. So, <sighs> all that delay in their projects and all that money shortfall is not covered. And I knew that I'll be, if I was still working, I'd have all these people calling me up saying, is this covered under the Shit. policy? What do I do, Chris? What do I do? And I was like, well, you can't uh, do it <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man. So it's, uh, I guess it's, uh, it's it, insurance covers everything. It keeps the business and everyone has to have it. And one thing premium right now, obviously everyone's losing money. Number one thing they're looking for is premium costs. Mm. So if they can do anything to cut costs, it's probably a perfect sales environment right now yep. because people will, will jump at the side of saving money. money. That's yeah. right. But even but, if it, yeah, sorry, go their, sorry, man, I'd say even if it maybe potentially restricts their cover, mm. depending on what's obviously more important, Someone who does actually jump for pricing though is not really a client you want anyway, mm. because they will jump the next year when it comes up for renewal. So mm. it's like there's no real trust. Yeah.
1: Because so. you were saying like um, you believe in your product. So w- was the insurance that you guys were selling was it like cheaper or like do you know what I mean? No, I it wasn't cheaper. Yeah. It, so it was um, like a premium thing.
0: Uh, yeah, so we have like what we call wordings, so wordings are broader wordings, which means more stuff was covered. Mm. Then like if you went to a suburban broker, they would have like off the shelf cover, which just means that the insurer dictates what what's covered and what's not. Mm. We had our own wordings, which meant that we got around some of that stuff that the little guys couldn't do, like it would mm. cover it so you had you did have a better cover, however, it got to a point where it came stale where our product had had actually sort of it wasn't adding any value so pricing didn't mean anything anymore and because you don't want to shop you don't want to sell on price um and you don't your product's not good anymore it got to the point where i was just like well what's our value proposition like Mm. what are we actually giving our clients that's different from anyone else Mm. and the bad thing is there was nothing and literally what it came down to was the the people (laughs) um and it and it came back to the person. And I remember there was one part when there was a tender. Now, do you know what a tender is, Brandon?
1: It's like where they kind of have to like a whole bunch of companies come together and be like, Hey, I, w- I want to do this for your for yes. your company. And then the company chooses them if they kind of have, yeah. that's correct. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So what would happen um, in this one, a, a prime example, a guy that left our business, a really great dude, great mm. business development guy. Like he was my mentor for a bit as well. Mm. He went off to another company and uh, a client went up, Uh, one of our clients, no, someone else's client went up for tender and they chose about five different brokers. They chose, they're all globals. And the one that that guy went to, they, we, the people on my team, when they put everything together, they just put it on price and then they just put information. There was no selling points and and just gave it to them. I'm like, not going to work, not likable people, not going to make it, it's not, it's not going to get rid of the line. That's not Mm -hmm. how you sell stuff. The guy who left that business, who was on it, it was more expensive And he won the business because they Mm -hmm. trusted him over like four globals, man. Just because they liked him and they thought that he was actually caring for them and he was actually taking interest in their business. So the sales stuff, it really does. I mean, if you have a great product, it's even better because like something, you know, you can differentiate Mm -hmm. yourself from the rest of the competition. You have something completely exclusive and different. But at the end of the day, everyone's level playing field. It comes down to the person. And the person comes down to if you actually show your care and you can make them trust you, um, then you'll get their business every time.
1: Mm, that's awesome, man. Um, yeah, for I guess because I'm just thinking about posting this online for for those of you that don't know, Chris and I have known each other for how many years now? Too long.
0: <laughs> we,
1: we went to high school together. We played music yeah. together.
0: Yeah, the boys. Yeah, Chris is a good sax player. Are you still sax? Yeah, thanks, you got to whip it out, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, not now. But yeah, I do. <laughs> I've act- I, was, I was actually thinking of getting um uh, getting a like a guitar amp so I can plug my my wireless mic through it and yeah, then I can yeah. put effects on it.
1: Yeah. Sick.
0: So that's what I was, that's what the next plan was to, uh, like the next plan. So,
1: yeah.
0: Sick. Um, yeah.
1: So what are we talking about today with the prospecting? Like, cause we had a really good chat the other day just mm. while walking because we're doing the right thing. We're exercising. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like, Schedule. yeah, I don't know. It was such an eye opener to know how much I don't know. Yeah. It's well, a different world, man.
0: Sales is a different world, man. If, you're, if, if you don't have people really uh, telling you, especially prospecting and like mm. using LinkedIn um, and even calling people like it's, I've, I've made a little list of like different things that I think will be quite valuable to you, mm. um, especially mm-hmm. if you want to boost your business because I know you said that you're looking at branching out and um, I think this is probably the next step in your professional career. Mm. Um, and look, and, and as much as like LinkedIn is that sort of thing, you know, you're probably your mindset on that is like, oh, it's just a bunch of corporates. Yeah, uh, there's up, that up, stigma. Up, uh, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I have to say, it is the most, it is the most, mm-hmm. uh, useful, like thing in the world. Like, it's, um, if you can get onto LinkedIn, you stay active on it, you build your connections. Yeah. Um, it's, um, it, it's just, uh, it, it's a, it's a great way to start. So if you want to start your own business, I've got a, I've written like a few different things on here that I thought would be quite valuable, which I'll run through. There we go, um, man. so I'm a, the first thing you want is your professional photo. You don't want, you don't want like a, mm-hmm. um, you don't want to like, I mean, to be honest, I mean, it was like back in 2015, 16, I was taking photos of my phone of myself, mm. like selfies to try and put as my LinkedIn photo, um, which is just stupid. But um, you, know, you want to get a professional photo because it, it all starts there. It just means you take things seriously. Yes. So, uh, you're taking this seriously and your business is professional and serious. It's mm. not good. So you want, to get, you want to make sure that you do get a professional photo. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as connections go, I think the best thing you need to do, Brandon, next is like just get your photo up, um, update it, make sure that you've got all of your work history on there, all your qualifications. Mm. Um, so start following people that inspire you as well on there because they will start coming up on your wall. Um, and what you want to do is just be active on there. You want to be making sure that you're even commenting on what people put up there. So articles or posts, or even mm. liking it, just getting on there and make, putting your name out there. So that I was doing at my peak, my peak when I was doing networking. because so I, I was the networking um, uh, networking manager for young professionals. And also I was part of uh, the Young Professional Committee of Victoria and Australian Insurance Law Association Vic representative. And, um, out of, and I was in those for quite a while and it all literally came back to networking and connections mm. and at the heart of when I was doing it, um, it was literally just commenting on everyone's stuff. Um, just reaching around and you want to make sure that you are connecting. Cause what happens there's got it's got a number next to your, your name, which if you look at your mm-hmm. LinkedIn, it tells you how many connections you have now. Yeah. I'm just, my connections. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. I'll see how many I've got. I think I've got like 300. Okay. So I got 347. So once you get to about 500, it stops telling you how many connections and you actually come up more on the search box.
1: Really? Okay.
0: Yes. So if you have more connections, it means that you're, you will come up more on people's LinkedIn when they search for you.
1: Hmm. So, so So when you're saying you're commenting and liking people's stuff, like what are you trying to achieve? Just trying to let them know that you exist pretty much.
0: Sort of, yeah, just taking active interest in what other people are doing, mm. especially articles. I think, I mean, I think I've written two articles on my on my, um, my LinkedIn um, about stuff I was doing outside of work, which I thought like sort of like the passion sort of stuff. I think that's but, important, and, sure. And yeah, man, it's huge because um, it's not just talking about work. And uh, I think you have to make it with LinkedIn, you make it personal, like make mm. your profile personal. Don't follow that sort of thing where, I mean, for instance, at work, they'll be telling us, oh, share this post and people will just share it. And then I'm like, you're just following orders. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Clients can look at your profile and look at that and like, oh, they've just been told by their work to share it.
1: Yeah. And they know that they're just like personality. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you want to make your LinkedIn brand, make it your own, Mm -hmm. Um, put up your own stuff. What interests you Mm -hmm. make videos, like just make things personal, keep Mm -hmm. active add connections, go in there and add all the connections of people that you've worked with in the last 10 years, ever since you left school, add them all. I've got people from school on there. I've got Sam Kathari, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, Who's done awesome. Black man, like, man, I was going to, I was
1: going to interview him as well. I've, I've got him lined up oh, for really? his interview. Yeah.
0: Mate. I'm keen to hear his story. He's great. Yeah. Sam, Sam's fantastic. And like, you just add, add all these people from school. Cause you never know, you might run into them. And for instance, like with the insurance stuff, like, for someone at school that you knew that got their own business, you can go mm. in and help them. Mm. Like think about this, like it's just so many ways you can connect with people and they know you, they trust you. That's it. So they will, they will look at, um, you know, they will look at, you know, they'll rather someone they know than someone they don't know. And that goes with anything that goes with looking for new jobs mm. and even looking for new jobs on LinkedIn. Um, it tells you of your mutual connections. So if they go for a job, they can ask people about you that you've got mutual connections. Mm. And if you've got a good, a good, reputation and brand, which is the most important part, your brand, um, they're more likely to employ you. Mm. So I would definitely say, I think that's a good idea to just get out there. Um, Another thing as well, try and reach out and make it a goal of yours, Brandon, try and reach out to a person every week. Uh, Reach out to someone that you haven't spoken to in a while and ask them for a virtual coffee date, like a tea date or something, whatever it might be. Uh, just to have a video with them and just ask them how they are and how's business and stuff. Just make it personal. Like, mm. just know that, like, you know, it, it's just taking an active interest in people's lives.
1: That's amazing, man.
0: So that's, um, that's a, a goal. I think when I was going through my training, I was trying to do that. I was making contact with a lot of people in the industry um, mm. because I'm not sure how big the industry that you're going into, but um, it's the insurance industry was really, really... Um, really, really small. So everyone sort of knows each other. Yeah. So, um, you know, even brand, a, you know, even
1: though it's such a massive industry, you're saying it's yeah, small man. in terms of like just oh, connections.
0: Exactly. Right. And it, it's, a, it will be the, like the choice, they, they will choose someone that people know in the team or in the business than someone they don't know. Mm. So it's like, if you go for a job, it's essential that, you know, as well on top that mm. you, you, you have a lot the connections and you know, people. So,
1: Good one. Is, um, it, is this uh, in your notes?
0: Yeah, I've got this down. So nice. I'm just sort of uh, got a few dot points. Um, I just another thing as well. When we are talking about prospecting, mm. um, you want to make sure that your LinkedIn profile is listed as private. Um, now, really? Yes. Do you know why I'm telling you that? Is because when you look at people's profiles, they won't know who's looking at their profile. Um, if you if you have it on as public. They will see you looking up. So if you're looking at a client, a pro- potential prospect, they will see someone, they'll see your profile coming up and looking at their profile. Mm. And it's a bit like, oh, what? Who's this person and what they're doing?
1: But then what about if, if like a potential employer wants to find you because you're set up? They'll on find private. you.
0: No, no, no. In, it ha- no. So you are public. So it's like your profile will be public. Uh-huh. But what happens um, if you look at someone's profile? You know what, Brandon? I'll look at your profile right now. Uh, and, and it doesn't code. come
1: up. Yeah. I, I know what you mean. Cause whenever mm-hmm. someone does it to me, I see it. It says yes. they looked at your profile. So then how do you change it to private? I haven't spent any time on LinkedIn to be honest.
0: Yeah. So you, so you want to go, go to settings and privacy settings and privacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, um, let's have a look at visib- oh, visibility. Oh yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah, visibility of your profile and network. So if you want to go to the top one profile viewing options mm-hmm. and change it to private mode,
1: Choose whether you're visible or viewing in private mode. Oh, okay. It's like a Anonymous
0: ones. LinkedIn member. You'll see private mode down the bottom. Mm-hmm. Choose that one because it will, it will uh, stop. And you want, even though people look at your profile and will come up with the same, it's better to have that. If you're prospecting than seeing you come around and looking at all their profiles.
1: Mm-hmm. So then it says here that people who's viewed my profile, I won't be able to see that
0: yes that's 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 the price mm. which, which doesn't
1: really matter really it, like i don't it really care like you know i don't think that no. should that should change your opinion about doing that that's a that's a good exactly tip right. man that's a really good so tip.
0: make sure you do that because that it's really handy when you're prospecting because it's a bit creepy if you're like looking at people's profiles they don't know who you are yes. especially if it's like marketing in something and they're yes. like who's this person so make sure it can be that off. you've it can got be that
1: off-putting yeah i get it
0: exactly sure. right Um, and it's a, it's just a bit over the top, you know, it's a bit, it's a bit in your face and you don't want that. You want to change that to private. So people don't know that you're looking at them. Um, and it's, yeah, it's a good way. It's a good tip, man. So make sure that you do that. Yep. Um, I think I spoke a little bit on potentially writing an article about someone you're passionate about, uh, something you're passionate about. Mm. Um, that's just another thing on the LinkedIn, but, um, as far as like the LinkedIn basics, like as a fundamental to start off with, um, um, sort of just keep active. Yeah. Questions.
1: So you were saying to post like personal stuff. It, that's not really going to deter employers or anything like that, is it? Like.
0: Um, it depends on what you're talking about. I think there's there's a I, I understand where you're coming from, especially if you're looking at like the, mental personal, health stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah, personal stuff. Mental and health like,
0: stuff. Yeah. Because it takes a lot of courage. Uh, to talk about mental health on mm. social social networking, mm. but the thing is though, I mean this goes hand in hand with a lot of things. But if you're posting that sort of stuff, which is like fine, the right employer will want you. You know what I mean? Yes, like correct. they won't yes. discriminate you because you're being open about your mental health because it, it's 2020, and <laughs> and that sort of mental health is like the That's new. Important. That's it. Yeah, every every single company now has. Uh, they, uh, now has a focus on that, where mm. they're trying to say that we we like you know we support it. Mm. So I honestly, me, I me, of all people, I'm probably very open about that sort of stuff, mm. and I've liked a lot of stuff and commented on a lot of stuff on here on LinkedIn mm. about mental health. Mm. Um, and it hasn't done anything to me as far as employment.
1: Yeah, that's scary,
0: uh, right? if anything, if anything, it actually did mm. opposite, where people were actually like, oh wow, someone's actually speaking up, or someone's actually you know.
1: Yeah. Cause you were saying when you left your job, um, recently, like, you know, you had people coming up to you and being like, man, that, that's amazing. You know, you can, you, you've been so open about it and all this stuff. Like what, what have they said to you? Like, just tell me a little bit about what you were telling me.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. So no, um, I left my job, uh, recently about a month ago. And, um, I guess at the time there's a few different aspects that were contributing mm. to my mental health, not being too good. Um, and when I did resign, I had, I, you know, I thought in the business, I didn't have many people that I thought may have liked me, but I had about uh, 50 to 60 people message me privately or call me and telling me that um, that I've made the best decision and they're really glad and they're happy for me. And they were, and I actually sent an email out the last thing I sent, which had a Gandalf quote <laughs> <laughs> on, on my email, but I actually said on uh, my email, if anyone here is struggling with mental health um, uh, or, or during COVID, please call me. Like just open with that That's sort of stuff. That's fucking the,
1: incredible, man.
0: And I put it in my email and I sent it out all to Melbourne. Um, and um, I, yeah, sent it all out. Um, and I just said, you know, if anyone, please reach out. You know, we all going, if anyone's going through a hard time or anything like that. And yet yeah, people just messaged me privately. And it was like, That's that was the best thing I've ever seen. Well, so even people you didn't say, know. Uh, yeah. Even people I didn't know, man, other <laughs> side of the business. So That's I'm amazing. saying that it goes to everyone and people actually appreciate and respect people who are actually open 100%. because there's nothing to hide. You know, 100%. the people who are hiding it are the ones that, you know, sort of suffer. But um, so I, I say, I don't think you should worry much, too much about that. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't, it, at the end of the day, you don't want an employer that, that, that sort of doesn't, I don't know. That is you. like standoffish. Discrimination. About that. Yeah, that's Discrimination, it. Discrimination, man. That's so, you it. don't want someone mm. who's going to discriminate against you anyway. So, and if anything, it might even deter the wrong employees. Mm.
1: That's so that's, so. that's strong.
0: Nice. Um, so, yeah, that's just a whatever advice. So, uh, that's your LinkedIn stuff. Um, is there any questions you have had about that, Brandon? So...
1: Um, not at the moment, man. Like, I think I'm just, like, just really interested in all the prospecting stuff because that's such a different world to me.
0: Let's do it. Sure. Okay. Next thing. So prospecting. So prospecting practically means you're looking for clients. So you're looking yeah. for potential leads, um, and you're, it's getting all this information together and then putting it all together and then contacting someone and trying to get, trying to get a lead or say, or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Um, now prospecting can be quite hard. Um, you'll find that lots of companies just externally get their prospect, uh, do all their prospecting and get all the information sent through. Mm. Um, so, it can be a bit daunting at start when it when it start um, what, as far as uh, prospecting goes, you firstly need to make sure you know what your target market is and what you're trying to achieve yep. um, i'll give you a little bit of an example. The company I was working in um, didn't have any plan on prospecting and who we wanted to go for we were They wanted tier one builders, however, they had marketing capacity for tier four um, oh, right. so okay. So you've got to be realistic and you've got to have an idea of what you're trying to target and what you what's going to be your strengths of that. Like what's going to be good opportunities. Um, and also we could say, what sort of, uh, what sort of obstacles you're going to come across uh, with that. Do you, so, do you mean
1: in terms of like how they were trying to target tier one, but they could only tar- like get essentially get tier four. Do you mean like in terms of their advertising or like.
0: There's no advertising Brandon. There was no money. They're putting no money into advertising at all. Yeah. So, so there was no done, yeah. marketing capacity. So yeah, they didn't done, even know done, our name.
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: We're the third biggest, we're the third biggest insurance broker in the world yeah. and no one knew who we were yeah, okay. in Australia. So there was no marketing. Um, so I think you just got to be realistic with, you got to be real. It's great to have dreams of like, well, you want to get, you want to go for the best company or like whatever. Yeah. And like, that's incredible because they earn on that. You make, you know, you'll mm. make a lot of money from that, but, depending on where you are, you got to be realistic on what you can mm. achieve and what, what's of yeah. So, cause you put so many, like for instance, put they put so much energy into these tier ones to get them for them. To just fall over every single time. Yeah. So it's just like you, you, by the time you could have gone for that tier one builder, you could have gone for 10 tier mm. fours and got mm. the same income yeah. and probably would have had a higher chance. Yeah. So yeah. Yep. I guess it's, it, it's just being like quite realistic on that. And then it, you just, you really just going to make a plan on what you want to, what you want to go for. Mm. So um, there was, a, we did a SWOT analysis, which was like strengths, weaknesses, yep. opportunities, and threats. Yep. Um, we, we did a SWOT analysis for that um, with our companies. And um, the next sort of thing um, uh, was actually trying to find them. So we, 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 sort of put them in different areas. So there was like residential builders. Um, then we went into like um, sort of like high rise, buildings um, then we went into like um i've got the other two word, but um it's sort of like yeah we put them in different areas and then what would happen is i look at the four different areas and say what's the biggest threat to these areas and then that's your selling point that's what you can use as your hook to mm. get in and find these companies wow.
1: so you're using so, the actual threat to these companies the as your selling point because they're yeah. they're going to miss out on this if they don't buy you that's insurance.
0: Correct. That's correct. So, um, for instance, correct. what I was explaining to you the other day, Brandon, was um, you're looking at um, residential uh, builders that have worker-to-worker claims, which means that subcontractors were coming onto the workspace and that hurt themselves. And four years down to later, have, there'd be a claim. Now, that claim would cost like 400000 It's the mm. biggest cost of people losing, like companies losing money at yeah. the moment was that. So at the moment, that's, that's your, that's your biggest struggle in there. So what I looked at was like, Oh, how can I swing this into my conversation when I first have my conversation with the client um, prospect um, and I'll talk to them about like uh, subcontractor agreements, which is when you write up a contract for um, a contract, when you go into uh, uh, with someone, you, you put a clause in there which says that subcontractors are responsible for this, 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 this. So it's in the contract, so they can't come back and they can't uh, claim. It has to go through their insurance, so you're not losing money. So what I do is that area there. I'd be like, oh, when I start the call with the client or the prospect, sorry, I'd be like, oh, um, uh, have you have you heard about subcontractor agreements? As you're probably aware, there's a uh, the biggest cost of claims at the moment are worker to worker claims. Mm. Now they'd be very that's something that they'd be very like they'd know about because they're losing money through it. And then um, most of the time they wouldn't because other people wouldn't be talking to them about subcontractor agreements. And then they'll say, i would be happy to, you know, it's this sort of thing that's in place that stops, uh, makes them eligible, eligible, but accountable for all of their actions. I would but, love to come in and explain it to you. Yeah. Go on, sorry. yeah I was
1: going to say in the clause though, it only really covers you if you're not negligent, right? Because if, well, if a, comp- is something if a company insert. is negligent, sorry, if a company, if a company is negligent, then it, it, like, I think clauses don't really cover them for that.
0: Well, it's sort of like it clauses or extensions. So um, it's something that they can add into um, their contract that they go into. Mm. So they create the co- they will write the contract, then put in the subcontractor agreements. Yeah, okay. So they didn- they insert it to make sure that when it is signed, that they're no longer taking responsibility for all the claims coming from the subcontractors. Mm. Interesting. So that is something that no, not many other companies had used, and that was something I would use in my first call. The selling point, uh, Yeah, w- hundred yeah, percent, man. Because that was the that was the biggest threat. They're losing money, like financially. They could be so much better if they had that in. That's so it, that was knowledge, man. I was selling in knowledge. So I was I was I was telling them what's. Uh, so yeah, not trying to sell to them. I was telling them that, you know, at the moment. The biggest claim, you know, with you know, have you looked at subcontractor agreements before? And they're like, "Oh, what's that?" It's like, "Well, this is what it is." Um, I would love to come into and explain it to you in person. Um, and there you go, you got your selling point, and then other ways you can help them. Hmm. Um, so that's sorry, that's more so on the call. Um, but doing that SWOT analysis and then using those different things, uh, like I guess, say to, to to use on your call. Uh, going into prospecting you have to obviously try and find the companies that you want to look for um one way i was going on on linkedin i'm trying to think of a company um so i write in residential builders for instance. Mm-hmm. let's have a look
1: i'll a do the same as well just so i can follow you, follow what you're saying
0: yeah so i just write in residential builders and you So you residential builders.
1: Yep. And then do you, cool. are you clicking on see all results or are you just. Yep.
0: Yeah, see, all see all results. results. Yep. Yeah. So don't worry about the uh, people. You don't want to worry about the people just yet. Okay. So you just want to get company results for all builders. and You go see all.
1: So, okay. So now it just says LinkedIn member. It, oh, okay. Let's see. Steve, so you want it. So you go, oh, you go more, you go companies.
0: Yep. You go companies. Yep. Yep. Okay, then you have all of these different builders come up. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I'll give you a good example of something I was doing um, was modular builders. Now, modular builders were quite unique. That's when they, um, it was like environmental friendly modular mm-hmm. builders. Um, and the different ways of be looking at would be in Google. But Google is like top 10 or modular builders in Victoria and it come up with lists and lists of people and you just get their number, look at their website. Uh, if you want to look at your LinkedIn, if I trying sorry, I'm being a bit annoying here. No, I might do it. mod modular builders. I might look at mod.
1: I'll type that in as well.
0: Yeah, try that. All right, I'll start with an easy one. So, if you look at modular builders, just click go. To, do you see? Uh,
1: so you got in companies as well.
0: It really still works. Oh yes, yeah, yep. yeah. So just click on. Okay, this is where it gets really cool. Okay, so you got a huge construction company in Australia, okay? Probably the chance of getting that is they're a tier one, so Mm. they're hard. However, if you look down the bottom right, you'll see similar pages.
1: How do you know that they're a tier one? Is it just Googling, seeing their, like, revenue?
0: (laughs) Uh, You can look at their revenue, yeah, but I know they're tier one just because I see them everywhere in the city. Just, like, that's another thing as well, to be observant. And just when you go out... Look at different signs and stuff because it's a good way of starting a conversation. Just being open. You see cranes everywhere, all in Melbourne. Mm. Mm. Um, if, if you look down the right hand side and you click on similar pages and you do show more,
1: right-hand it comes up. Side.
0: So you look down the right hand side, you see similar pages. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you click on that open more. Show more, yep. And it just keeps on coming up with more and more companies that are similar to what you're looking up. In this case, these companies are all really, really big. But if you keep on clicking, if you click on another one, goes through, and you do look at more, and mm-hmm. it comes up with similar pages more and more. So you get like an endless stream of just keep on going of companies that are exactly the same as what you're looking up. Wow. And you can just keep on doing that. And that's a lot of the times that I do that is I look up uh, sort of like a, a niche builder but not like all you look at first, hi, first home builders, for instance, you look up first home builders and you look down similar pages and come up with all other first home builders in Victoria and you just keep on clicking at them. You'll get the research. And what you do is you look on the left-hand side, Brandon, you yep. look at about, you yep. see the about area, click on the about and it'll tell you your company size. Hmm. It'll give you details of specialities wow. founded uh, your company size. So it tells you straight away of the amount of people there. Mm-hmm. Um, and now this is the really cool part. If you go down to people, yep. you see the people area. Yep. Okay. so that people area. You can find out who are the right people to contact in the business. So mm-hmm. if you want to look at people who was in charge of looking insurance, I'll just write in finance and click enter. So you're
1: just typing in where it says search employees by title or keyword.
0: <laughs> yep. Just put finance. Yep. And then you'd scroll down and it comes up with all your financial managers. And what you'd look at is you'd take a guess, right? You'd take a guess, but most likely you'd find out who the main person is. And it'd be, you get the chief financial officer. Okay. So, get, uh, I was on a different and what, kind of group. Oh, a different group. But if you look on there, to yeah, yeah. so look at, you see that? And mm-hmm. what you do is you, cop, you copy their name.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You get the name from there and then... What you do, you've had a look at about about. so it tells you how many employees are there. They'll mm-hmm. give you an idea when you look at the empl- company size of how big y- your company is. And if you want to, like a SME, which is a small, medium yep. enterprise, uh, you probably, depends on what you want to look for. Yep. Um, but I mean, you probably, if you want to go in the, in the millions area, it'd probably be, a, uh, I don't know, 50 and over, 50 to 100 employees. You might mm-hmm. get a multi million dollar company. Hmm. this one's obviously might even be in I'm not going to say billions but similar you obviously wouldn't go for this unless you have the capabilities mm-hmm. but that's a good idea of looking at and making. it's making your own judgment on how you think the company will be going um, it also is a good idea as well just to see read articles on that sector you're looking at just to see um, how they're tracking right now I have no idea like because it'll give you an idea of seeing if anyone's become bankrupt, man, or someone who's uh, gone out of business. Because I remember, for instance, a, a good example was um, that look at those modular, uh, modular builders. Um, there wasn't much money in it. And I remember looking a couple of months down the, to- uh, down the, down the line, uh, one of the companies had gone out of business mm. that I'd been prospecting and we were meant to go to that ran wow. out of money. So yeah. it's a good idea to always, if you're doing prospecting to check out the news on the area yeah. and see if there's any trends or anything that's happening.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and then also what you've got, your, what you've got here is you've got the company size, which you give an idea on turnover. And then when you get the website, if you go on their website, you can have an idea on the different projects and what they've been doing and see anything you'd like and write it down, write it down when you research it, articles that they've written, projects they finish just something that you like about their website or their work Uh, maybe even an ad or something that's been put up on TV and then you can Uh, drop drop the
1: stuff in your
0: conversation straight away. Yep. Straight away. So you're finding out your employees um, you can probably find out how much the um, their turnover is by online, but you might have to pay. So it's like depends. Um, You've found the right person to talk to. Mm -hmm. So if you're you in your stance, you probably want to go ahead of marketing. Mm-hmm. So, um, you found the right person, you've got their name, companies, and you want to spend probably max 15 minutes, 10 to 15 minutes on research mm. per client. Um, you don't want to do so much research that you call them and you can't even get past the gatekeeper, which is a receptionist. Yes. You've wasted all this time. Yes. So wow. you want to do a max 10 to 15 minutes research. Wow. of research of looking up these companies, um, how do you, yeah.
1: how do you find your articles? Do you just click um, on their, their profile and then if they've posted one, yeah.
0: that's posted one or? they generally, generally you'll find, if you go on companies' websites, they have published lots and lots of articles of what okay, they, okay. Or, um, so we're not talking about uh, LinkedIn here. It's just, no, we're not. We're talking about actual just prospecting on Google, yeah. um, separate, but they do post everything a lot, a lot on LinkedIn. So it's like, it's sort of use your intuition between the two, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, just, just to use your gut feel, because mm-hmm. I, I mean, there would be a lot of times where I'd be, I would just looking for about tier three builders, tier two, three builders, which is probably employees 50 to 100, and the turnover would be about 10 to 20 mil. And I'd sort of make that judgment based on how many employees they had, if it was worth to contact them, depending on my resources, and if people could manage the account. Now, in your state, it's obviously a bit different. Um, probably cause probably do have the resources, but the more you actually start building your company, um, you'll have to obviously be more selective on the sort of people you want to be going for.
1: I don't know. So, I don't know what resources you think I have, but.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I don't know the boys. Cause, boys cause, chat, uh... <laughs> cause you're talking
1: about me specifically doing like media stuff. Yeah.
0: I am. But I'm talking, if you, if you look down the track and you're, obviously you've got your own people working for you and you have to manage your own portfolios. There's -hmm. only a certain amount of resources you can use and you want to be, you get to the point when you expand and you'll Mm -hmm. have to start looking at going for clients that instead of going for 10 tier four clients, maybe two tier three. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Oh, that sort of thing. So it's really literally prospecting is making your own judgment on what you're looking at. um, And, Doing your research on the area, mm. make sure that there's, if there's been any changes, to actually use it when you call them up. So we're seeing that there's a big t- downturn in this area, or just, it's sort of, it's just, just use your intuition, man. Mm. It's uh, intuition and making the judgment calls and being proactive about wanting to know what's happening in the industry. Yeah. Because if you're ahead of the game of the people you're calling and telling them something, oh, there's actually new legislation coming through mm-hmm. that. Hey, imagine that that's news to their ears. Like that's, um, that's them saying, Oh crap, we actually, this person is trying to help us here. Yeah, they're telling us something we don't know that's going to affect us. Well, this person is actually doing something really good for us. Like that sort of thing. It's like that's straight away that you've, you've built, you've got one thing above them for, to sort of get that trust. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's another thing. It's literally just being proactive. That's all prospecting is good. Prospecting is looking on LinkedIn, getting names max 15 minutes per person and what happens you can it's up to you how you want to be calling these clients you could get like if you want to make your goal 10 a day and what you do on your outbound calls you get 15 minutes on each or 10 10 minutes whatever it might be Um, and then you can decide if you want to look at them first research and then call them or then or just write some stuff next to it Preferably, I'd say that you probably want to research and then call them straight away. Yes, because then want that's to fresh.
1: Because then I, I think exactly. if you're you doing research on like ten to fifteen people, you might get confused yeah. and you might like jumble exactly your right. information.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's probably a good idea. But um, uh, yeah, so do that. Um, and I think it's just um, don't halt, sort of thing. Do it. Be a doer. Just do it don't don't overthink or even get in the point where you can actually get to the point to overthink it because the moment you do that you are just self destruct
1: you're gonna yeah you're gonna <laughs> uh, stop that's
0: it yeah yeah you will you'll lose momentum as well so you want to just research them look at their profile look at their articles look what give an idea and say look i really like that or maybe even if when you're out you know maybe you're out in the city or something you see something mm-hmm. they've done and you're like shit that's really cool make a note of it mm-hmm. i'm like oh i don't know this company i'm going to call them up and tell them that i really like this and up. so that's prospecting 101 so like you just want to be active um right, and man. um and you'll get you'll get a grasp once you start doing it you'll get a grasp on looking at employee numbers and t- which will decide really how an idea of how much uh how much money like mm. what their t- what their turnover is mm. so that yeah that just comes with comes to time and you make that judgment call sweet so, yeah, that's your prospecting. I'll, um, as far as LinkedIn, let me know if you need any help with going through that. It, it's literally just looking at home and about, looking at their videos as well. Mm-hmm. Maybe, like, for instance, look at ProBuild. They've got, like, yeah, there you go. Look at their videos of their recent tower they've just constructed, the Melbourne Central. So it's just looking at their videos. They're about, um, and the people just finding the right person and writing it down. Mm. And the thing is most of the time, if you haven't come to the right person, they will redirect you to the right person. Yes.
1: Yes. I have noticed so,
0: that. Yeah. So you're, you're in good hands. Just um,
1: as, so yeah. you're saying define the finance manager. So yeah. like I asked you a question, this question, like a couple of days ago, like what happens if, mm. you know, they just say, Oh no, that's not the right person to talk to. So mm-hmm. then they, mm-hmm. they redirect you to like, like let's say marketing or whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. So then, In that situation, what do you do? In that
1: situation, you're pretty much doing the same thing. You're trying to help them, you're trying to build that relationship, build that trust. Yeah. Mm. And then. Yeah,
0: it's the same thing. In that circumstance, you'd be like, oh, I just want to, uh, I've just been transferred and um, I'd just like to know who's in charge of this. Yep, yep. And then then, they're like, oh, it's Karen. (laughs) Fucking Karen. (laughs) Oh, that's the first first name I thought of.
1: Oh, well, isn't that your mum's name?
0: No, it's Carol, you idiot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Sorry, Carol. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay.
1: Because then you, you mentioned you're not actually trying to sell to them on the call. You're trying to get the meeting and that's super important. Yeah.
0: That's, that's correct. Yeah. So um, Why is um, the that? next thing.
1: Is it because it's just really hard to sell on the, on the first call?
0: Um, well, actually I've, i made a different section in this word. Oh, sorry. For the, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. For the call. I'm so I'm jumping steps. <laughs> uh, okay, no, but no, no, I'll explain. I'll, I'll, exp- I'll, I'll talk answer that for what, you yeah,
1: later. Talk to me about yeah. what you were, what you had next. Let's, let's follow through your steps because I, I'm really,
0: <laughs> okay. So the next one, um, the next part was the call. So, good easy. so literally you've done all your prospecting, you know what you want. Um, you've identified um, your right client. Uh, they're the right person. You've got the name. The number one. You've got the name person you want to talk to. The name. Uh, what do we do next? So, this is the part. So the call. So, the most important person and the hardest part is getting through the gatekeeper, which is the receptionist. Hmm. Now, they're the person that's going to actually decide if um, they're, going to des- they're going to transfer you or not or they're going to just say, I'm just going to leave a message. Just leave a message with me. Because the majority of the time, if you're leaving a message with a receptionist, it's not going anywhere. They're just trying to handball you off into their, like, their BIM. Oh, yeah. So, so um, yeah, so you just want to make sure you do get past the, the gatekeeper, which is the hardest part. Uh, now, the thing with the gatekeeper um, is if you want to get through them, you've got to be direct. Yeah. So th- this is why having the name of the person is extremely important because if I just said, I, "Can I speak to the accounts team?" Mm. They'd be like, uh, "Okay." But if you have the person's name, it's all—it's already more personal yep. because they're like, "Oh, this person already knows them already." Yep. So you've already got one up. So you're—you're you're already through. So um, when you get through the gatekeeper, you'll be like, you know, For instance, um, ring ring, hello, this is Karen speaking. Like, good day, Karen. Um, can I please speak with Steve? Um, and then they'd be like, oh, um, what's this in regards to? And then I'd just be blunt and be like, uh, construction insurance. And then they'd generally put you two straight away. So nothing, not, you're not saying anything else? Nope, nothing at all, man. Do not fluff around at all. You can't make conversation with that person. You can be nice to them. Like be nice to them when you start off. Um, you could be like, um, ring, ring, Karen. You're like, oh, yeah. oh hey, Karen. Um, you don't ever, this is terrible. You don't actually ask how they are. Yep. <laughs> you don't, don't ask the receptionist okay. how they are. You have to be blunt. Because they'll tell you. <laughs> straight away, you're giving them, you're giving them time to like, react. You're giving them time to react. You want to get through and you want to get straight away because the person you want to talk to is on the other side. You don't want to talk to the gatekeeper. So, so you're just like. Yeah, go on. Yeah, no, no. So, basically, what I just said was, you know, today, hey, Karen, can I please speak with Steve? It's like always oh, it in regards to construction insurance.
1: So you like, don't even say my ask name who's is... speaking.
0: No, they'll, they'll okay. generally ask, can I ask who's speaking? And you'll be like, Chris, Chris Gordes from mm-hmm. this place. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just got to be blunt. And that's the hardest part is getting mm. past the gatekeeper because they are the decider. So. And
1: I, th- I think if if they're a bit more reluctant to put you through because they think they, you know, they get the feeling that it is a sales call. Sales people, man. Yeah, that's right. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. If they have any idea it's a sales call, they will cut you off straight away. Yeah. So you just make sure that you're not... You make sure you put like, you're not giving them anything wow. to say. It's a sales call. Wow. So it, it, yeah, you've got to make sure that you're, yeah. Make sure you get through.
1: Okay. So what if, what if they pop you through and then uh, the person on the other end is asking you more questions
0: and then the, the receptionist gets called back. That has never happened. Never happened. Ever, never, never. So, so they that's only hold, if they were anything? in the wrong area. Yeah. Okay. No, they will put you. Up, they probably will put you on hold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you've gone through to the wrong area, generally a person on the other end will transfer you. I've never mm-hmm. had it that they've sent me back to reception. That's never happened.
1: Okay. Cool.
0: And that's been on all of my outbound calls. That's great. So, uh, so you're through, okay? Um, I think going back to what you were talking about, about how you want to maintain yourself, like how you you want to be, see yourself as an advisor, mm. as someone who wants to help them not a salesman. You do not want to think you're a salesman. You just want to be seen as someone that wants to help their business. So you get through. And I think most importantly, it actually helped your mentality thinking you're not a salesman either, because you're like, I want to help them. I know my product can help them. I know mm. that my service can help them as well. And even it could be better than what they currently get. I know that they, what I'm doing now is a better service than the person you don't know, but um, <laughs> a better service than the person that I'm getting through to. Mm. Um, and these are, now this part, I have to say, you will have to role play it because getting the right starting is important. Now, when you go into a conversation to say, Hi Steve, you're speaking with Brandon from blah blah blah. Um, I had a look on your website and I noticed actually, um, you know, I was really quite impressed with uh, your project on this. Um, as you probably aware, there's um, a big risk at the moment in your area is this, this, this. Um, you know, there's something we actually do provide that's this, 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 um, and I would I'd really love to talk to you about it more. I know, or I can see how it way it can benefit your business. Um, the only thing, the thing with that sentence. Do not let them talk. It sounds really bad, but do not let them talk or give them any option to give you uh, objection in that second. You have to get your whole spiel out without letting them talk. I know it sounds pretty weird, but you have to because it gives them any sort of sense. It's really weird, psychological thing, but like giving them any sense to think this is a salesman or any sense to actually think, oh shit, you hit them straight away with the whole thing. Um, it's it will take. It does, It took me a lot of role plays and I, I'm still not even perfect at it either. Like I still get quite, um, unless you don't know, unless you have hooks, hooks is like knowing, some, it's the educating yourself, knowledge and knowing what's affecting their area and how you can actually help them. Um, it's going to be really hard to get through that conversation. Mm. So that's why I say do your research and find out and make sure you know that your product, how it can help them and just take active interest in them. People love to be complimented. People love to know that their business is doing great. So, yeah, that's sort of something that we can role play. Um, probably not so much now just because you probably need a, a few different things. But yeah. uh, it's, it's that's the hardest part. And after you get to your spiel, then you have to listen to them. You give them – this is another thing, Brandon. You never speak first. You, know, you say your thing and it goes silent and you let them talk. You never talk It's the person who talks first. That sounds weird, but loses. You make sure you, it's weird. It's like, a, I don't know what it is, but it's like you have, you say your thing and then you let silence and let them go. Hmm. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Yeah. Once you do it a few times, you'll see. Cause if you talk, it sounds like you're desperate.
1: Yeah. That makes sense.
0: So it's like confidence. Yep. Um, and the mindset you should probably be in, on that first call, my mindset was, "I'm getting an appointment this call." <laughs> it's, I mean, it's pretty. That's the best current, uh, the best solution for me at the time was getting an appointment on the call. Like that is the best thing because you've locked in, you sold it. I haven't sold it, but you're like, you've got an appointment with them straight away. You've locked mm-hmm. it in. The only thing I don't think I only got that twice. Um, so and yeah, so you have to sort of have that sort of ambitious and mindset that you want to get there however getting uh through and even adding them on linkedin afterwards or um even just um i guess uh just uh i don't know just getting some sort of like oh do you mind if i email you or give you information about this um we would say look but i guess at the end of the day it, they will come up with objections, Brandon, yep. uh, that that's the, that's the hardest part. Objections is the hardest part about this whole mm. situation. Uh, I've got a little bit of, I've um, got a couple of hints for you. Um, whoever the objections thing is a, is a bit hard, but Hang never on. put on. De- <laughs> sorry. Yeah, sorry. Uh, before we get yeah. into
1: this, cause this is, of course. Um, so you've got all this written down yeah? All these objections. Yes.
0: So you're not going to, I've got a couple. That.
1: Okay. Okay. Good. Uh, I've just got a question yeah. for you. So just to step back a bit, you were saying about um, getting them with the hook. Yeah. You just mean, hooks. yeah. Talk to like, tell me a little bit about that because I think it's, yeah. it's hard. You know, I guess it's easier for you mm. to say hooks because you've been in it for such a long time, but someone like me right. who's you know, <laughs> never done it. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> what, yeah. Fair enough.
1: And what does that mean for so, me? Like
0: a hook is something that immediately gains your attention Mm. and it's beneficial to them. So it's it's something... Sorry, no,
1: go on, go on.
0: You're getting a call? No, yeah, Uh, I'm getting a
1: call from the job agent, but she can wait. This is more important.
0: (laughs) Um, Thank you, man. Um, But no, so hooks are something you can insert into the conversation, which is immediately going to grab their attention. So what I was talking about before, which was the subcontractor agreements and talking to them straight away about... um, how they're losing money through claims. Mm, 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 mm. So it's saying, oh, this is, you know, you're saying this is what's currently happening. I, you know, there's a big, there's being a big yeah. increase in claims. So, and so this losing is, this, much. Yeah.
1: this is all everything we've spoken about in terms of the SWOT analysis. It is. You, you're that's exactly them, right. Yeah. 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 Cool. 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 I'm, you got
0: I'm hooks on. for every single different yep. type of business that you're like, sure, Whatever you're doing is you're targeting yep. something. That's going to be the selling point. You can chuck into your first conversation yep. and it will immediately bring value Mm-hmm. to the client mm-hmm. will make them rethink, mm-hmm. rethink, mm-hmm. make them rethink that's like great. that. Re- make them immediately rethink that. Maybe they do need to check the market um, or, you know, maybe there is a solution. So a hook is something that's going to bring in the cust- bring in the person you're speaking to, gain them, gain them interest mm-hmm. that, because all they care about is what can you do for me? Yes. What can you do for me? That's all they care about. Mm-hmm. So you want to, for instance, that, that thing, the subcontractor agreement, that was a hook. Mm. Because they're immediately saving them money on claims. Mm. It's cool. removing, responsi- removing responsibility.
1: Spot on. I that's think that's, that's it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so you just want what you want to do is, brand. You want to you want to identify the people you're targeting. What's the biggest risk to them, and what you can do to help them.
1: Yep. Easy.
0: All you need to do. And down. then once you have got that, write them all down. So what you do when you call through these people, you call these um, prospects. You've got all of these things. And the thing is, you've, before you even got in the call, you've already decided what you're going to use because mm-hmm. you can already see that they're being affected by it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You've mm-hmm. already got a solution to what they're being affected by. Yep. So, um, yeah, you've already got an idea. Sorry. So you've already got it locked and loaded, ready to chuck in your first thing saying, you know, I'm aware that your know, claims costs are inc- uh, actually increasing due to subcontractor claims. Mm. Um, that's probably something you're aware of. Um, have you ever thought about using a subcontractor agreement? Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, what's a, what's a subcontractor agreement? Well, a subcontractor agreement means this, 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 this. Yeah. Um, and what that means to you is that you will be saving on claims. Like you will no longer be paying money for claims for mm. subcontractors. Awesome, man. So Thank that's you. what, there you go. Yeah, that's okay, yeah. no worries. That's great. So um, you'll, you can, you'll make your own spiel like Mm -hmm. your own like idea of what you want to say, but you sort of change and adapt it.
1: Yeah. It's just like what you're talking about is just, it's even though like, you know, not everyone's going to be doing insurance. It's going to be relevant to every, every single, like, you know, industry,
0: industry, every man, everything, man, everything's got challenges. And all you need to do is look at these websites of who you're prospecting and just think about what's affecting them the most Mm. right now. And how can I help it? Mm. And that's, that's, that's what you can use in your first call.
1: That's strong. Cool, man. Thank you. What was the so next one on your
0: list? <laughs> all right. So objections, my last one. So you ever find that objections is probably the hardest thing in the world because mm-hmm. you're going to sit multiple times. When I started off with objections, I'd be, I'd be like, they're like, Oh, but I've already got an insurance broker. i would yes. be like, I wouldn't know what to say. I'd be so like, hang on. Oh. This
1: is still on the call yet.
0: Yeah? yeah, man. So this is when they say you come up with this awesome line. You say, I'm going to help you with this. I'm going to do this for you. And then they are like, Oh, but I've already got an insurance broker. Yes. Or oh, it's like, oh, I don't have time. Yep. Or I don't, you know, whatever it might be. We, we, um,
1: the, the one that I've gotten a lot from media and like videography is um, we've already got someone in-house doing that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So you've got, that's your immediate objection. So what you've got to do, you've got to figure out how are you going to get around that? So mm. how are you going to get around it? And I mean, it's obviously a bit different for that. Um, probably something we can brainstorm together mm. because I think, um, I think you can find your way around that. Um, you're just going to find something that's you're, you're doing better than what they're doing. Um, I guess they, they've probably got a bit of an advantage because they know the person, but right. if you have something that's better, mm. uh, we, we, we can talk about that a bit later, mm-hmm. um, about how it can be yeah, the situation. That. Yeah. So in my, in my, in my experience objections, I'd be like, someone's like, I've got an insurance broker and i would be like, Oh, okay. <laughs> is, is when you you, you can imagine it as well. Yeah. i will be like, all right. Cool. I'd be like, have a, have a good afternoon. And then I'd just like log off and I'd be like, I didn't fight for it. Yeah. I just let them get away. Yeah. And I'm like, you're not going to get any business if you do that. If you can't manage to spill it, like, get around that. Um, you just take, take you don't take no as an answer. But I'm sure, I'm so, sure yeah, you
1: I'm sure you've had a lot of like hang ups on, in your time like
0: No, do you, do I, uh, no, man. no man. So I, people are people are a lot more respectful than you give Yeah, them, okay. Them, well, I,
1: so. I must be. <laughs> can I say that. there <laughs> 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 oh,
0: yeah, you are. Um yeah. no so um I it really depends. I've worked in sales of all different types and um I generally found that they didn't hang up on me but they did like, they got me off the call. They just threw me down said, nah, we've got someone like Mm. you're in house person. We've got a sales person. Like, sorry, we've already got a broker Mm. now in that situation. um, Number one, never, ever, ever put down your competition ever. That is the worst thing you could possibly do. So you never, ever talk down on who they're with. Wow. So, if they, if they said to me, oh, I've already got a broker. I'm like, oh, that's great. Um, you know, I'm really glad that you're being serviced really well. And you're being taken care of. Like that's, that's, um, that's fantastic. Always, always just be sincere and never put down your competition. Mm. It's like, it's like, okay, Ren, little example. It's like guys putting down other guys and telling like a nice guy, telling a girl that, oh no, they're I'm so sorry. You tr- I was treat. I, oh uh, yeah. What a shit guy, you know, I would never treat you that way. Mm. Um, Not nice never. Guy. Yeah. Don't be that. Don't be a nice guy. All right. So, <laughs> so you gotta make sure that you never put down your competitor. Okay. Yeah. So you always have respect for your, your, other people. And the more you probably, you get like them with the industry I'm in, I actually know all the other people from, or I mm. knew all the other people from other teams, from other companies. I knew my opposition and, and f- as friends, I'd see them at networking wow. events and I'd just talk to them. And naturally like, it'd be like, you know, it wasn't personal. Mm. It wasn't personal, like, looking down at that person, like, oh, F you for doing this. It was just like... I know these people personally and I know that they're doing a bloody good job. So I can, you know, be admirable.
1: But that's the thing. Like, I think it comes back to like, you know, if you start talking shit about your competitors, it's going to come back. You know, it's going to come back. It's going to bite you in the ass. You know, who knows when you're going to run into each other. So.
0: Yeah. Well, that's it. So you want to make sure that you never put down any competition. So um, when you come to objections where they say I've already got a provider, for instance, Hmm. um, I'd say, yeah, look, that's great. I'm really glad that they're taking care of you. You know, one of the most important thing in this current climate is having a good broker. Um, um, you know, at the moment, it, there's nothing wrong with getting a quote, um, you know, before renewal, just to check out your different options. Uh, you know, we're, we're always here. Like we get an obligation-free quote. So, you know, obviously no price to you. Um, and, you know, it gives you a bit of leeway just to see what else is out there just in case. So um, I'd love to still contact you three months before your renewal date. Um, so yeah, if it's all right, um, if I email you, if I get your email address and then the, they would say, yeah, that's all right. There's nothing wrong with having an extra quote. Yeah. And then you're like, yeah, no worries. And then you like, get their email, boom, done. And what you do after that is you get your calendar out and you put on the dot three months before their renewal date, put in your calendar and you 100% call them. Do not make promises. You cannot make like, so don't make promises, um, that you can't, can't follow. <laughs> can't, can't keep it's so important. Even in the industry, because that bites you in the butt. Mm. Um, so if you're going to call someone, you call them. And uh, you're three months out, you'd email them or you call them. It's like, hey, just checking out how you're going. Um, you know, just uh, I understand your renewal's coming up in a few months. And uh, we, we'd, we'd, I'd love to actually just, uh, you know, check out and you know, see if we can quote your, your insurance. As I said, mm. you, know, it's not, you know, it doesn't cost anything. Uh, just to give you an idea on seeing what's out there. Mm. So uh, just making it carefree and just follow up. And it's nothing wrong. There's another thing keeping your connections ongoing. So, even calling up these people, not for anything or reason, just call them up and say, Hey, just wishing you a Merry Christmas. Um, you know, it's Chris from this place, just wishing you a Merry Christmas. And, you know, looking forward to doing, seeing what we can do next year. So, it's like, this, even you're not even, they're not even your client, wow. but it's good to just catch up and email them, um, any, or, sorry, not call, it, call them anyway, and just say, Hey, uh, you know, have a great Christmas. Just letting you know, you know, that sort of stuff. Just, just making sure that they know you because what happens when something goes wrong, something goes wrong with uh, these customers, who are they going to think of? Like if something goes wrong with their insurance broker, they hate them, something happens. They have a bad claim. Mm. The number one people they think of is you straight away because you're still in contact with them. So they'll go to you straight away. You wow. can get the biggest sale in the world because you just kept the contact with someone even though they weren't your client. So, um, it's keeping in contact. Um, I just wanted to say something to you as well, Brandon, going back to the prospecting stuff, yeah. I think making sure you just get out there. I mean, we can't now cause it's, yeah. but, um, getting out there and just showing your face everywhere. That's what I was mm. doing in the peak when I was doing my networking, I would be out to every single function. I remember showing up to go to anything, industry events what you do just like just take notice and join groups on um like look at like join like a i mean for instance in in insurance thing there was like a master builders association and they'd have meetups Mm. just show up and just start talking to people it's the same just keep active keep active in that space uh when you're looking at keeping these connections and keep get business cards and get all that stuff it it's it's just a great way. Just build your network, and people will know you, and you'll probably get lots of leads. So it's literally just being proactive. Hmm. And um, going back to like objections uh, and stuff, you'll that stuff comes with practice. You'll learn uh, what's good and what isn't. And um, I don't know, who knows? Once you get your first sale or like your first client, you sh- you'll be running. You know what I mean? Or it takes is one.
1: I think that's. That's the difference though, because like, for me, I've only done like cold calling or like reaching out to random clients or not random clients, just random people. Like not, not that often. Um, so a lot of the work that I've had is, has come to me, you know, and that, yeah, I, I think that's such a big difference between having to put yourself out there, you know?
0: If, if, no, that's fair enough. So, like, sort of like warm leads already. Mm, so people, people coming to you. So the it. good thing is when you're networking, getting out there, you build it up, and it starts becoming like that because mm-hmm. people are like, oh, 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 you know Brandon.
1: Yeah, yeah, associate
0: yeah. straight away. They're like, oh, I know someone who does that. I mm. met him at this conference. I met him at this. And straight away, you're, you're getting warm leads by just going out and networking, talking to people, and you're not even trying to sell anything when you're out there. You know what it's I mean? Sticky. Networking, it's not about selling anything. You're not, and the thing is, people... Actually, a lot of these networking things, people don't want to talk business. I remember yes. I would go out to these yes. drinking events and people just want to talk drinks and like just have drinks. Footy. And just... Yeah, man. <laughs> it, that, it's true though because guess what, right? It's, the funny thing is, right, you can talk to them on a personal level yeah. and then when they actually need your services, they'll come to you straight away. Mm. And they're like, oh, Brandon, that's the guy I had drinks with. Yep. It's like, that's the guy that did this. And you mm. don't even have to talk business at these things. You just literally just talk about anything. Mm. So it's like, it's just having networking is honestly my, like my, I love networking. That is like my favorite thing in the world. Like in it, on a, a professional space as well. It is like my favorite part because I make like a, when I, when I go into it, I always make a, a goal to talk to every single person in that room before the end of the night. And wow. that's what I was doing. And it is just enjoyable. So I really, amazing, you just yeah. got to, um, <clears throat> that's right. But, um, that's what you just got like that sort of stuff, like other names. Like it's that sort of thing. It's like, Oh, I remember Brandon. It's like when something happens, you know, when something bad happens in their business, they're not happy with the person. They'll think of you because you're that person Mm. that was there. Mm. So it's all about being, just getting out there, just getting in, getting industry events as well. Just getting out there. industry. People love startups as well. That's the cool thing. They love like startups. Uh, especially people going into businesses for the first time, you know what I mean? Like they 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 sort of love that because like it's in-house, it's like mm. it's local, local, local is like a selling point right in itself. And um, you know, like you get taken care of better at a local than you would at a global or whatever it might be. Definitely. So just getting out there and just saying, oh, like I run my own business, I do this. Mm. Like people, you know, it's just a selling point. So well,
1: Ferrari wants to join the room. <laughs>
0: i'm not letting me? him in i'm not letting him <laughs> in hey boys <laughs> um, do you want to right, you- we're literally at the end of the uh, shit we- anywhere <laughs> yeah um, hang on so is that who's he's yeah go on sorry
1: no nah, i was just gonna do you have anything else to say like no because we, we haven't even touched on like the whole um like actually meeting up with them do you want to talk about yeah. that another time
0: we can do that next session, man. I'll all write right. down. I, I haven't actually written anything that down, but I, I'll, I'll be happy to. I'll write up something for next time. I'll send yeah. you all my notes as well.
1: That'd be awesome, man. Thanks so much for that, man. That's gonna be that's yeah, going help a lot of people seriously. Like, no I, really, I really admire that. That's all right. No problem. My pleasure. All man. right, get
0: it, man. <laughs> all good.
1: Man, you're a natural. <laughs> like, honestly, you're a natural speaker. Like,
0: oh, thanks, man. And like you Appreciate being that.
1: you being so open about all this stuff and like just trying to help me. That's fucking incredible, man. I really appreciate it. you
0: welcome, bro. Hey man, my pleasure, dude. You know, what makes me feel good to know that like it can actually help someone else. Mm. Like the, the skills. It, I mean, it is, I have to like, it is pretty hard, Brandon. Like it's a, it's the thing you all have to do over and over. Yep. They um, so yeah, are sending it through on messenger, Thanks. but um, it, it's, it's the sort of thing that you'll have to keep on doing it. And still this day, I'm like, I, I'm only like halfway through the ejection stuff. Like mm. even sometimes I'm, I'm still like, if you're not prepared for it and you don't have that mindset of being diligent to get around it, mm. you'll just flake. So it literally all comes down to putting like your mindset in this great space. And plus on top of that, make sure you're standing up when you take calls. Never sit down when you take calls. Always stand, stand up because you're like a king. Like you become <laughs> like a king. No, seriously. you become like a king. Like it's a mental thing. It's like wearing a suit. When you're in a suit, you are still feel power. That's when you're right. standing that's up, right. I always walk and uh, stand up when I talk because I'm really you should feel more confident, it's yeah. confident. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah So always, same. if Definitely. you sales, always do that as well. Yeah. So anything, even mm. job interviews. Like I mean, it's like I know it's like video to video, but like if you ever call someone, just be standing. Like, I always seem to have the best. The best.
1: That's interesting oh, how you bring s- that up because like I feel the same way, but I've never really pinpointed that.
0: Like, it's well, yeah. if
1: if I'm standing up in a call, like just randomly, whatever, and I don't think about it, I just feel so good. Mm. I, like, you know, it's like a boss. Yeah, exactly.
0: It's it's energy, man. I would say so I used to at work, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd have a sta- standing desk just when every time I made mm. a call, I'd be, I'd be like, I'd be really loud because I'm mm. a really loud person, but like, I'd just be confident. And uh. um, I think uh, if you can just, yeah, sort of, it's a lot, lot of stuff to sort of process and uh, to, to think about, but like you get that prospecting stuff done, you get your hooks and you uh, identify where you want to go with it. Like, man, you'll be flying. Mm. And then you just did a few practical things on role-playing um, on cold calls. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And plus, once you build your connections on LinkedIn, mm. man, you'll, you'll be, you won't be surprised when you stumble upon a business which has mutual friends. Uh, mutual yeah, connections and you've straight away can use that in your first line. Hey, I've come like, you know, hello, hello Steve. It's like, I actually uh, came across your profile through our mutual connection on LinkedIn. Uh, this person, um, you know, I've, we've worked, I've worked alongside him with this sort of stuff and you know, it, it, it's so many possibilities you yeah, can do definitely. and it just gives you a warm lead straight away. You are a warm lead when you're a connection. So. You're not, you're not doing any more selling, are you? Uh, well, the thing is, man, oh, that's, I. That's, um, you
1: stopped working, obviously.
0: No, nah, not really. But what I was planning on doing was um, because I want to go for, a, I think I told you the BDM, of relation, a partnership role. BDSM. North... <laughs> wow. <Nice>. Um, <laughs> uh, oh. But no, I wanted to do um, like a. Uh, what was it? Like a, a partnership role, a lead mm. partnership role for a charity. So you're bringing donations. Um, because that's selling your corporate yes, social responsibility yeah, is exactly. the selling point of non for profit. Mm. And that's where I want to get to. And this course brings out a new side addition to my sales experience. Yep. So it's like, it's going to build a resume that the resume is going to look, if I get community development, plus your business development, corporate social mm. responsibility, put it in one man. Like it's.
1: Cause you, cause you were a, wanting to do like not, not for profit stuff while you were still working. At the insurance yeah. place, right? But then you got knocked back for a fair bit because it was yeah. just like all sales. What did, uh, yeah. what did they say to you about that? Did they actually like uh, get?
0: Oh yes. So, uh, uh so I, I vol- tried doing volunteer days, and they would be like, "Nah, we need you here." <laughs> I'm
1: like,
0: uh, I already okay. booked. I already booked it in. <laughs> um, to be what fair, did you, I mean, take annual leave. No, I couldn't. I couldn't, even that. couldn't even do that. They couldn't even do that, man. Oh boy.
1: No. Okay. It's a different, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: Different situation, man. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. That's right. Um, yeah. So I guess there's, I don't know. I, I'm happy to be unemployed. You now cause it gives perspective, but yep. I look, I, I do want to, uh, I, sales is still, my thing. It's still a thing. So I man, I'm going to get in. Yeah.
1: Alison bought me this book. Cause I really wanted it. Have you ever read it? Psychology selling.
0: It. Fucking. I've got it. Read it, man. It's. Spot I've got a, I've got a book for you as well. Fanatical prospecting. Is this Yep. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, man. This is. Look at this. The name of the book is Fanatical Prospecting. Like Fanatical Prospecting: The Ultimate Guide to Opening Sales Conversations and Filling the Pipeline by Leveraging Social Selling, Telephone, Email, Text, and cold Calling.
1: Hang on. Hang on. Fanatical prospecting. Who's it by? Yeah,
0: uh, Jeb Blount.
1: Jet, how do you spell that? J E B.
0: Uh, J E B then B L.
1: B L U N T. That's blunt, it. Blunt with an O. <clears throat> that's
0: correct.
1: Right. And well, that's all about what, like you've been talking about and stuff.
0: So. Y- that's great. Man, everything, building the pipeline. So your pipeline is practically, it's prospecting, <coughs> putting all of them into a, a spreadsheet of what sort of pipeline is like your open opportunities mm. and um, that sort of stuff. Pa- mm. yeah, the pipeline is practically like, what have I got for this year? What is like, what percentage, like I've, we haven't got there yet. So the pipeline is practically like uh, you've got your year of selling. It's like, and what percentages are each different opportunity at? That's your pipeline. Yeah. Uh, it's like, it's like someone said pipeline. <laughs> it's just like you've got a, you've got. <laughs> anyway, <don't laughs> <all right. laughs> we talk about this another time.
1: Thanks so much for tuning in guys. Uh, this episode was really, really um, insightful into prospecting and how to get clients and build your client base and things like that uh, i've just gone and ordered the fanatical prospecting book that he mentioned and i definitely recommend the psychology of selling by brian tracy which is the one that i mentioned uh, earlier in the chat i'll leave a link in the description below just so you guys have somewhere to find it so yeah thanks very much for tuning in hopefully i'll see you in the next one where chris and i will be talking about i guess um Meeting up with potential customers face to face and how to go about the meeting and all that good stuff. So stay tuned.